What's up and welcome to Party Invite, where we invite you to a gaming community of inclusiveness and diversity. Your party members today are Thomas Egan. That's me. Carlos Gomez. Hello. Debbie Hill. Hello. And I'm your party leader, Chris Mowry. Our party topic today, we're... For our party topic today, we're talking about some of the upcoming spring slash summer releases. But as always, we'll start with what we've been playing. Thomas. You've been playing a game called Moonlighter. Yes, I have. So for uh, this past week's um, brunch special, I played two sessions of Moonlighter. Uh, I'm nowhere, nowhere near the end of that game, just like you said, Chris. Yep. And uh, also, like you said, um, the game's pretty hard. Yes. And uh, I die a lot. So Moonlighter is a game. It's a dungeon crawler where you... Go into these randomly generated dungeons, you kill fun enemies, and they drop loot, and then you've got limited inventory space, so you pick and choose what you want to take. So you either escape the dungeon or beat the dungeon or whatever. You go back to town, and then uh, you sell all of your treasure at your shop. So it's one part dungeon crawler, uh, then you've got some inventory management, and then another part a merchant game there's a dynamic supply or demand dynamic demand so if you collect stuff that's really valuable it's, the demand's really high you might sell a ton of it and you'll make a lot of money but the demand is going to go down so the next time you're in the dungeon you might be like uh demand is low i'm not going to pick up that item even though i made a bunch of money on it last time um more or less that is the core of the game you can sell things for money which you use to upgrade your weapons to upgrade your town to upgrade your shop a bunch of ways you can get a companion you can really choose how you want to fight and you can take you can equip two weapons at any given time so it's really up to you how you want to upgrade and combine those weapons so i have been running around with the sword and shield and a bow and arrow there's a sword or there's a uh, sorry a spear there's a big sword. There are knuckles, Ooh. like basically clawed knuckles that I just tried out tonight for the first time. Um, and they're pretty fast and uh, knock enemies back a little bit. But you really get to choose how to play. Uh, when you go into the dungeon, it encourages you, just like you encouraged me, Chris, to use your teleport to just cut and run. Like if you're doing well and you're not sure if like how much longer you can go, just take the money and run just go back to the shop sell everything come back a little stronger with health potions tomorrow and you're gonna be fine the the first session i played boy i had a full inventory of stuff and i was like you know what i think i'm gonna push my luck and so immediately died uh every time you're like you know what i'm just gonna go into this next room and see what dead yeah yeah uh so that's how that went. I'm better at the game. I finally got a controller plugged into my PC, and uh, it's it's much much better to play that game on a controller. Playing that game on a keyboard is not good because it doesn't even use the mouse. It just uses the keyboard, and it ain't great. That's terrible. But um, yeah, so uh, how played how, that game? Sorry. What's up? How far are you now? Uh, I if I. Boot up my game right now. I'm literally in the final boss fight for that first dungeon. <laughs> oh, okay. So you haven't gotten... So you don't have, like, uh, 
the doorways that like allow you to um like save your place in a dungeon and go back uh, and then come back. I just unlocked that this run, which is why I'm on the final boss. Nice. Uh, because I was able to go sell my stuff for a whole bunch of money and then come back with extra potions because I knew pretty much the only thing I had left in that dungeon was the boss. Uh, so that's cool. So yeah, I played that. Uh, it was cool. We we had somebody raid us on Twitch who had been playing that uh, game. Professor Pooh, P-O-O-H is his name. And uh, we ended up like raiding Winnie, him. Like Winnie, right? Like Winnie the Pooh? Uh-huh. Mm. His, his Discord's called The Honeycomb. Aw, that's so, so cute. It, it's on See? brand. So yeah, uh, we we went back to him and raided him. We watched him play some Stardew and more Moonlighter uh, the, over the next few days. But it's good. It's it's relatively chill. I mean, there's combat and stuff, but like you could you can cut and you can just dip out anytime you want, which I've learned is just how I want to play. I can tell that it's going to be grindy, but I like the grind that I've got so far. So going in just collecting a bunch of stuff and then being like, well, I could definitely go further, but I don't really want to spend the rest of this run doing inventory management. So I'm just going to dip out and sell my whole inventory. I'm not even going to try to micromanage that. Um, when I don't feel like paying attention very hard, that's what I do because it's just a lot lower commitment. And I appreciate that the game gives me the option to play that way. Yeah, and eventually so, eventually you can buy like new armor, new weapons. I think I went spear. Because Spear gave me the distance that I needed yeah, in a lot of good. those situations. The um, Spear but... is the coward's weapon. Because you're just like, eek, stay away from me. No! <laughs> <laughs> you kind of need it in that game, though. The game is available on Game Pass. And that, that's just where I was playing it on PC. It's a great uh, Switch I did, game. I did plug in my, oh, I bet it would be a really good Switch game. I used my PlayStation controller, but what I didn't realize is while I was using that to play Moonlighter, the PlayStation was also directing my PlayStation my PlayStation 5 in the other room, and I didn't know it. So <laughs> I'm glad nothing bad happened, because I was apparently just navigating the menus for like 45 minutes until Lizzie walked in and told me about it. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I'm going to log in there, and it's going to be like, I've somehow logged into someone else's account or something. <laughs> what you probably Thank did you is... you for purchasing $200 worth of PlayStation shop. <laughs> like... Right, yeah. <laughs> I'll be. Really? I'll call and I'll be like, my kid. He didn't know my non-existent kid. He got my credit card. There's nothing. Oh my I god! Can do. It was my brother. My brother was using my account. Yeah. <laughs> he spent three hundred dollars on Roblox. It was terrible. Yup. Um. Yeah, I really like Moonlighter. I got very addicted to that game for a little bit of time, and uh, it's really fun. You get like kind of the best parts of Zelda and like the best parts of like a management game. Um. Mm-hmm. I like, like inventory management. I just don't like uh, when it's something like Skyrim where my inventory is like a hundred lines long yeah. and to sort it, it's like, <clears throat> I, I don't even know what could make, if I could like click and drag something like that by mouse, like a list that long, it might be easier. But playing a game like Skyrim or an inventory management game on a controller is in itself a burden. Like, I, Thomas, am over-encumbered when I am playing a game like that. <laughs> uh, but, th- yeah, that, that game's good, and I'm interested in playing it more. It's going to be in our uh, variety rotation for the next while. I'm going to play it on and off stream, so I hope nobody's, like, <laughs> counting on seeing everything from there. But we'll see. We'll see the end sometime soon. Uh, 
I like when you start getting to really upgrade your shop and then you start having other things happen in the shop besides just people coming in to buy stuff. Yeah, so there's the icon that says like how many people bought stuff? And then how many people did the thing that this looks like a thieves a thieves cap and sunglasses? I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. I can't wait to be successful enough that people are stealing from me. Yeah, you'll 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 spot them pretty quick and you'll be like, oh, you son of a bitch. And then you'll have to like chase them around the room. <laughs> uh... You know, you gotta watch out for that old man. I've I've, I've had my eye on him during that whole stream. The first time that I saw you playing, I was like, that's a that's a pretty shady old man. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You also start getting like quests from um people in te- like when you're in your shop they'll just like walk up to your counter and be like hey i need this can you try to get this for me um, oh i'm interested in that yeah um so it it, it okay, does change it up it does change it up a little bit and it's that game is good it's real good what's your companion uh i have three the one i'm using is the flying uh claw the vending machine claw looking thing yeah uh, he just runs around and whacks people. It's all right. Uh, the, there's one I I don't remember that I haven't used. And then the third one I have not used is the slime that stuns enemies. That seems really strong. I just wanted to see what vending machine guy did. So I think I was that the claw. The claw. Um, I really like the jug of water and he shoots water. So he kind of stays. Oh, that's the other one I have. Yeah. He stays at a distance. Um, and like picks people up, so it's like almost having like somebody with like a little bow and arrow next to you, just like hitting people from distance. I really enjoy that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in that game, and I'm looking forward to how much more. I think there are like five dungeons. There's like four dungeons, and then the fifth. You open up the fifth door, but it's a legend, so who knows? Maybe it's fake. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will say I think the second dungeon you go into is like foresty type. Mm-hmm. And the because there's a mini boss and then the bo- boss right in every every dungeon the mini boss in the forest area is stupid hard like it is like it got very frustrating maybe they patched it since then but it was a very frustrating when you're just like wait a minute the actual boss boss in this place isn't as hard as the mini boss so what what <laughs> happened here. Maybe yeah. they maybe they flip that around um, in patches, but who knows? I mean, the, the game. Uh, I mean, I will say it, it has some things that are a little weird. Like if you if you dash, if you dash, you are invulnerable while you're dashing, so you can like dash through enemies, you can dash over cliffs and stuff. But it does weird stuff where like if you dash and you end right next to a ledge, the animation of you falling into the pit is you falling into the ledge. Like you, ah, fall down, but there's land there. So it's weird looking. (laughs) Where I'm like, what? (laughs) Or sometimes items will fall down into the pit when they, according to my perspective, are clearly on the land, like on the cliff. Yeah, So there's stuff like that where I'm just like, what's going on here? I needed that item. They do like the (laughs) Zelda, like it it lands barely on the ledge, but then it just like slowly starts sinking off. And you're like, no, 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 I need that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but something I do like is when uh, when you go to the vendors to upgrade your material, your equipment stuff, or even to buy potions, you are required to bring like money and whichever items. Well, the nice thing is you can store those items at your shop. You don't have to have them in your inventory. So you just walk up to them and the game tells you like, oh, you've got five steel bars stored at home. We got you, yeah. which I really appreciate. I hate having to ferry... Like, that's the kind of inventory management I don't care about. 
So that's that I'm shit glad you don't they like. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carlos, what have you been playing? Uh, I haven't really gotten to play a whole lot this week, but um, what I have definitely put a little bit of time into was Pac-Man 99, because I had to fill that void of uh, Super Mario 35. Rest in peace. Very sadly, Rip. yes. R.I.P. Um, but that said, it's uh, Pac-Man 99 is made by the same people, so uh, it actually feels very tight, very similar to Tetris 99. Um, it brings a little bit of, of something new to Pac-Man, which it's never been one of my favorite games, but I always like to, to play the, the little offshoots that they've had over the years. Um, it's a very solid competitive game that's uh, a little easier than Tetris 99 and Mario 35 were. Uh, just before the pod, I, I finished second. A very devastating loss. Um, also R.I.P. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's it's super fun. It has uh, some strategy that I haven't gotten used to yet. Uh, just the the same old um, like the other two games. Uh, you use the right stick to decide uh, to target other people in different ways, uh, and then of course you have different strategies uh, to basically make yourself faster uh, because it's all about avoiding what everybody else is doing to you. Uh, you get all these bonuses for um, like causing a, a fruit to pop up on the screen and then eating the fruit uh, will make you faster. And then if you are fast enough to clear the entire, the entire level, uh, then it just, it just repeats uh, everything. It just brings it all back. But if you are able to complete that level, then you're, you get another speed boost. Uh, other people are throwing these, uh, these, ghosty pac-mans at you like dozens of them and uh eventually if you let them stay on the board too long they become red and like tangible and they might as well be another ghost on the field and you can run into them and uh end up killing yourself just like um just like i did <laughs> in that game no. uh it was and I, I had even timed, I had timed it out. I was successful enough to, uh, to eat the right amount of dots, and it, it paused the red guys for just a moment. And I went straight at one of them, and I didn't realize. I thought I could eat it, but apparently not. Oh heck! Yeah, um, but it's it's super fun. Of course, it's free. I'm well, it's free as far as you paid twenty bucks for Switch Online. That's that's nothing though. So. Uh, at the end of the day, it's it's another worthwhile addition to the Switch that, uh, you know, you never know. It could also be a limited time thing. Uh, maybe we see a, a Zelda or Metroid version in the future. Who knows? Mm. But um, it's a, oh, a whole... I thought we'd get a Metroid one. I mean, it's a whole lot of fun. A... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the speculation is out there now, though, so we gotta, we gotta feed that a little bit. Maybe, maybe in... Three or four months, we'll see something different. We'll get like uh, a Federation Force ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly the the ball game that nobody wanted to play. Uh, yeah, but it's it's super fun. Um, and while while we're on the topic of games that we are playing, I do want to stress that uh, for anybody that's on the lookout, the there are three games leaving Game Pass uh, this month, and uh, that's uh, what is it? Deliver 
uh, Deliver Us the Moon, Gato Rabato, and Wargroove. So mm. if uh, <laughs> they're actually they're actually leaving next week on the fifteenth, um, uh, along with a, a chunk of EA Play games, which I mean it's like mostly five Madden games, five old Madden games are leaving. But uh, if you are on Game Pass and you need to you need to get something out of your system, like jump on those three games. Those are fantastic titles um, that that only have about a week left. So. The reason that I was lamenting Wargroove is because I was literally just yesterday telling Lord Chrome about it because he was looking for like, um, he was like, why haven't they released Fire Emblem games on like other platforms or whatever? And I was like, well, I mean, because it's a Nintendo <laughs> thing. But then I was yeah. like, if you're looking, if you're looking for um, a game that's like it, you know, you should check out Wargroove. Um, it did come out for the Switch, but it's also, I think, on the game. He said he mentioned having it on the Game Pass or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, if it's there, then don't worry about buying it on Steam because I'm pretty sure it's on Steam too. <laughs> Yeah. And so we were just talking about that, and now it's going to go away, and now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. I can't say enough good things about, about Wargroove, period. Yeah, it, you were the reason I brought it up in the first place, because you always talk about it. I was like, you know what? Uh, Carlos is always talking about this thing. Ticka, ticka, ticka. That's the sound that keyboards okay. make. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Deliver Us the Moon is uh, another one of those Tacoma-like uh, games in space, like, I, I already completed Tacoma and Observation last year, and it's just like, ah, uh, I, I don't technically need to play another space station exploration game with a, a heart-wrenching ending, but that's apparently what it is. So <laughs> I got to get it, got to get that uh, out of the system next week too. So as uh, last week, uh, I talked a little bit about um, starting Outriders that day. Um, and I didn't get to play a bunch of it at the time. One, because their servers were on fire for two days. Um, but they have fixed that for the most part. Um, there's still some issues. Uh, but it's not as bad as I can't finish a mission without getting <laughs> kicked. Um, so I've been playing a ton of it. Um, unfortunately, I, I have no idea what my minutes or hours count is. Um, it's a lot the past few days. Um, since everybody, like my friends group is on it, like I haven't been playing disco like I've wanted to, I've just been, all my free time is going towards Outriders, uh, because everybody's on, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, it's very hard, especially when you get up into the higher, uh, world tiers. Um, but it's extremely satisfying. Um, the... There's, I, I, it's not a perfect game by any means. Like it definitely has its issues, but um, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. Uh, it's really fun to play with people. It's just like I, I, I'm enjoying it more than any of those looter shooters. Like I enjoyed my time with the Division Two, but I like this more. I like the way it, the um, the audio in this game is just amazing. Like when you kill a boss. And he drops stuff. It's like ka-chung, ka-chung, ka-chung. like just you just hear all the gear flying out of him, and it's just like satisfying as hell. Once you just finally... imagine the boss is like, "Oh no!" Ka-chung, a giant Santa ka-chung. sack, and he's like, "Take it all!" Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, that stuff is is really good. Their gear is and their modification system is really really smart. Um, it's just. 
it's better than all of those other ones. Like with, with it's just better. It's just better. It's like, just it's science in the division in the vision two specifically. Like upgrading your weapons was like so fucking complicated, and like trying to figure out what you had to do to actually get it to be better was confusing as shit. Like you had to watch a YouTube video to even figure it out. Really, there's like this crafting table. There's other. It's just like too much. This like you level it up. You can raise the attributes, like specific attributes. Um, you can take mods from other other weapons and put it on the one that you're using now. Um, it just all of that stuff feels much better than any of these other looter shooters. Um, I never played Avengers, so and I've heard that's not great, but um, I would assume that this is a better version of that. Um, it's it's very Destiny y, but I feel like it's better than Destiny. There was just like there's like I like I, I loved my time with Destiny when I played it and I liked I actually leaned more into like the multiplayer of Destiny um than like the story, like the Crucible. I I could run some stuff in the Crucible if uh Yeah, I like the Crucible. I was a lot I was too. in on that. Because um, you know what the lore is in the Crucible? You showed up and you shot that's the lore. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm super into it. I know a lot of people are, are having a tough time with the writing. I just, I feel it's a little recent recency bias of being like, Hey, this game's writing is bad. I'm like, and then I, I'll bring up like borderlands, the division gears of war, like all these games that it's like taking pieces from. I'm like, all of these games, writing is not well, not fantastic yeah but I, that doesn't mean if someone says the writing is bad and you're like well please understand everything's bad well it's that not that convince it's, them that it's, it's good <laughs> no it's true well what, what i'm saying is it's not as bad as people are making it out to be like the that's probably true the like it's like like people are just like this is so awful and i'm like well what about it is bad and they're like i don't know i'm just skipping all the cutscenes now and i'm like Okay, so like now you have no context for anything that's happening in it. Like you maybe see like and there's certain cutscenes that I was like, well that was awful. But there's like there's a majority of it is solid. Um and it has its when, it's cheesy. When I watch you guys Yeah. When I watch you guys stream, I realize that Chris, I liked your uh interpretation of the dialogue more than I like the dialogue. I I'm not like, gonna I'm not saying that like these voice actors are incredible or any of this, but there's just like certain moments that happen that are like there is there is an early mission that's in the demo so i'm not really spoiling anything here but there's an early mission where you go to rescue this lieutenant and when you go to rescue him you're pulling him out you're like he's trapped in there with like an enemy under rubble and they're like thank god we made it out together blah 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 and then he just turns and shoots the enemy and then like th like his body falls into the pit and he throws a grenade in there just to make sure that he's dead. <laughs> and then like, it's so silly. That's a pretty good moment. It's, it's really funny. And then That's you're funny. like, like you turn around and go, what the fuck is your problem? And then he starts going on this, like what you think is about to be this giant monologue about how in war it doesn't matter. And he's just like, well, we're in war. What do you think? And he gets fucking sniper rifled out of nowhere. And when that originally happened, me and my friend cried laughing for like, 10 minutes like we it was so <laughs> unexpected and out of nowhere um i mean i just i don't i've never had that moment in destiny i've never had that moment in any of these looter shooter games like 
there's parts of it that are good. And I feel like it's really getting dragged down and through the dirt right now about its, um, it's a popcorn. It's a blockbuster action movie. Like none of the lines are going to be, this is, if this is a movie, the rock would be in it. Like it's nothing <laughs> great. Like it's nothing amazing. Like the like, but, uh, I think they do a solid job and I'm interested in the story and where it goes. Uh, and I can't say that I was ever that interested in destiny story, which I still don't know what that story is because it's all buried in grimoire cards that you have to go to a website to read. Uh, I think, uh, Carlos, you said you were playing it, right? Deliver us the moon. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the story. I think that's the, oh the yes, deliver us the moon. That, yeah, that is a lot. That is yeah, it's all moon based. Well, so, and that's the other thing is in Destiny and stuff. It'd be like so. Wait, we're back on the moon again, and there's another guy that sort of looks like the guy from before. He's like his son or something. Is, th- is this Crota or is it not Crota? I don't. Mm. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> at least they they like lay things out simple enough to understand. But I feel like they do. Um, hit on some interesting notes um, of stuff and, and maybe, you know, down the line, it becomes a bigger deal. Cause they've, they've talked about doing uh, DLC and stuff for it, even though it's not a games as service, like what is out is the game. Uh, we're not expecting any, like we're not waiting for strikes or raids or any of that stuff. It's already there. Um, but it's really, really enjoyable. Um, it's it's really satisfying to play with friends. Um, it's still experiencing some issues, um, but at no point was I like, "Well, I'm done," you know, like just I'm done with this. It just like mm-hmm. maybe it takes you out for a second, like there was an error. You just reboot and you're right back in, right exactly where you left off. So there's not like a, it's not like punishing like being like, hey, the game crashed and you have to do that entire mission again. Like none of that kind of stuff is happening. But yeah, it's it's real enjoyable. Uh, it seems like it's successful um, with it being on Xbox Game Pass for, for console. Um, it seems like people are have no reason not to try it out, you know? And if all your friends are on it, might as well. Um, I did buy it for PlayStation. I kind of, um, I had a feeling that they were still gonna be having problems with crossplay, which they are. It's mostly PC to console and not console to console, but um, they are still having problems there, and I'm glad I picked it up on PS4 so I could play with uh, my friend group um, without having too many too many problems. So um, I bet those bosses are like, man, I like fighting these guys when they're alone. It's when they bring friends, nah. Yeah, they like kind of kind of your early. friends are your ads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of early on, like playing by yourself. You're like, damn, this shit is not easy. And then you get a second person and you're like, this is still really hard. And then you get three people and you're like, well, this is a breeze. You're just like wrecking people. <laughs> and then at some point the game's like, no, it's, it, it's all going to be hard. Like you just, it has to like, once you like get to a certain level, like everything starts becoming more and more difficult. There's like a, a D-Day type scene in it where you are literally in the middle of a battlefield with and you have friendlies that are with you that are like trying to push up this hill. And it's really this kind of crazy intense, um, like huge battle. Um, that feels like, do you remember the, I think it was call of duty. 
like the first Call of Duty for 360, where like you land on um, Normandy and you like storm it, and how intense that felt. That is Medal of Honor Frontline. Medal sir. of Honor Frontline. Thank you. Um, you're right. The best. Um, yes. Uh, it feels like that. You're just like holy shit! Just everything's exploding. <laughs> like all these little friendlies are kind of with you, but they get taken out very quickly. It's very intense. Um, and like having that as like this big like kind of set piece moment really works and it literally like you're pushing up this hill and then once you get to the top of the hill there's an altered boss up there so there is like there is a payoff to actually getting up there um but yeah really enjoying it uh check it out if you have um a xbox console and game pass um it's they really should have put it on pc as well that may be coming down the line but um yeah it's 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 really cool it's it's one of those, and it's coming out at, at that time. It is the spring darling, just like Remnant was when it came out at that time, or this time last year or two years ago now. Um, those those games just hit at a certain time where there's nothing else. Well, that's a lot, there's a lot right now, but in that realm, there's not anything, right? So anybody that's been looking for something like that, they're going to be on it. Uh, and it like becomes a huge success because it just hit at the right time. Like Disco Like Animal Crossing. Right. Like Disco Elysium just came out too. And I've like since we talked last, I've barely touched it because I've been playing Outriders. So um yeah, we'll probably see some crazy ass number in the next week or so about how many people have been playing Outriders. Um, especially because the reviews have been pretty good. Uh they're getting like sevens and up for the most part. Um, so I think like once more people see that and hear about it, I have a feeling it's going to, we're going to see like, we're not going to see like Valheim numbers maybe, but we're, we're going to see pretty crazy, like concurrent players on Outriders. I'm sure I, I would want to check the Twitch numbers, like what that's at right now, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll probably have some legs. I'd say since it is the games as a service thing, it, I feel like the only competition it really has coming in the near-ish future would be like Back for Blood, probably. Um, but I mean, yeah, as as far as co-op shooters go, yeah, I mean they're pushing back pretty hard when people are like, "Is this a games as a service?" They're like, "No, it's a game. Like it's done. Like you just have a ton of stuff to do." And down the line, if this is a success, which it is, we'll work on. DLC and get you like the twenty thirty dollar DLC thing, you know, in six seven months or whatever, you know. So they've talked they talked about that on on Polygon or Kotaku or something like that. But um, yeah, it's good times. Um, yeah, really enjoying it. I'd say so. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to talk about Monster Hunter Rise in a second, just because I played a new mode in that that I want to touch more on. Okay. But I do want to talk about uh, this game that I was obsessed with in the past, but I recently picked it back up again because I bought a tablet. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get back into tablet gaming. What with Pokemon Unite coming out, I want to be able to get used to playing on a tablet again. So, because um, I don't know if I'll have crossplay between Switch, and Switch or not, but I'm definitely going to get on both platforms because I want it. I'm upset. But I got into this game called uh, Brawl Stars, which is kind of like a... It's hard to describe. It's... 
it describes itself as a MOBA, but it's not like a traditional MOBA like you would call like League of Legends or Pokemon Unite. It's more of like an arena sort of battling uh, situation. And um, its main game mode is a 3v3 sort of mode where you uh, knock people out and collect gems. And then the first team to hold 10 gems for 15 seconds wins the match. Then there are other modes like Knockout, like Battle Royale, and um, they even have a soccer mode because all good games, quote-unquote, have a soccer mode now. Um, But it's a lot of fun. You have different characters that you can play, like, you know, different champions. And they all have their special abilities and attacks. And you work together with your team to, like, get the job done. And... Really cartoony, really kind of hectic sometimes. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I like it a lot. I was obsessed with it when I first found it like a year or so ago. I would even play it at work. Like, as a, I was a host at a restaurant. And so I'd be at the host stand on my tap on my phone, just like, Hi, welcome to the restaurant. How can I help you? Like, secretly. Uh-huh. Okay, yes, your reservation is. Okay, cool. Let me get your seat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um... And surprisingly, I never got caught. Hmm. Hmm. Sneak 100. <laughs> but yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's free. It's free on um, mobile devices. I think it's on iOS, but I know for sure it's on Android because that's where I'm playing it. Um, If you like just kind of time sinks, you know, little fun cartoony time sinks. It has a, a really big competitive scene, surprisingly. Like there are like teams for it and stuff and tournaments. Hmm. I've seen them on Twitch. It's it's odd. Yeah, I mean, you can make a... What's that? It, it has 17 million reviews. Like, Brawl Stars? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, on, on Google Play. Holy crap. A lot of people yeah. play that game. <laughs> I mean, when I become obsessed with a game, it's usually a good game. Like, I lost <laughs> I lost that whole weekend to Knockout City when the beta was out last weekend. Like, my whole weekend, I was nowhere to be found. No, And just for that two weeks of Pokemon Unite... Not even Bowser saw me for those two weeks. So, like, and he's just, like, out, outside of my room. So, like, <laughs> catch me online. How about that? How about that? <laughs> so, I mean, that it has 100 million installs on Google Play. Not only 17 million <laughs> reviews, but 100 million installs plus. That's would that also Would that also include any, is there, like, a, is it any bot farming? Would that also include that, too, if you're, like, farming currency or something? I don't know. I mean, I, as far as I've seen, there aren't really people taking advantage of exploits of any kind on there. Like, okay. I don't see any like hackers or anything on there. So, I mean, even, saw... even if every player had five bots, I mean, you're still talking, right? Yeah, tens of millions of players. <laughs> like we were like so I, many looking at it. it... I picked good games. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I swallowed a, a dog hair. <laughs> um, when I was looking at it, it reminded me of like Clash of Clans or you know, like that kind mm -hmm. of cartoony art. Well, style. it is made by Supercell. Who oh. I do believe is responsible for yeah. Clash of Pants. So. <laughs> Definitely has the production value in there. Yeah. That's well, a lot of fun. Uh, it looks really great on my tablet. And um, I wish I had it in here right now so I could just like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's Brawl Stars. Uh, not really much to say about it. It's really pick up and play, get in, get out sort of thing. Nothing um, to lose if you want to try it out. It's free. It does have a battle pass system. So if you want to like unlock... More skins and whatnot, you know, you have to do the battle pass. It has a whole bunch of in-game purchases like experience boosters and all that whatnot. You know, the typical run-of-the-mill, free-to-play, freemium currency and all that whatnot. So, um, you know, it has all those trappings, but you really don't have to spend any money at all on it if you want to just try it out or if you enjoy games like that. So, yeah, highly recommend. And apparently Google Play does too. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, Monster Hunter Rise. I have been playing that out the wazoo. And Carlos, I'm actually really surprised we haven't played it together yet. And uh, we're going to have to fix that soon. Because I am going through all of these low rank things, trying to get to the high rank stuff so that I can play with the people that I want to play <laughs> with. Because everybody apparently doesn't like to take their time and just kind of like blows through all the stuff. And it makes yeah. me mad. Because like, I know Monster Hunter has good end game. Like the whole point is the end game, right? But like... You lose out on all of the all of the the joy of the journey. Like there's so much to getting to that end game as far as like just the characters themselves and um just the grind that I feel like people lose out on just rushing to get to the end game. It's the same yeah. reason why I don't rush through things like Pokemon, you know. Um I take the time to like balance all of my teams out so that I'm like better prepared for any challenges. But people like power level their starter and then just like boost all the gems and whatnot, and then when they get to that one spot that they can't win, they're like up a creek. So it's just like, what are you gonna do? You know, I I am still cruising through Hades. I went and got my vaccine today, and I played my Switch. I went with Lang actually. I did too. Ta-da! Oh, nice. <laughs> I got way too many layers. I had to strip down to get my shot. Uh, you know, it was uh. So uh, well, <laughs> uh, that actually is great. I got the I got the one one and done shot which is great so i'm oh, hoping the, the J, right? i'm hoping that i don't just wake up dead tomorrow uh that'd be cool um well you are playing hades so i am so so i played hades the whole way to and from i convinced slang to drive he is awesome for that uh i had a great time playing and then i left the switch at his place so after this recording i'm gonna <gasps> go pick it up <laughs> but uh that just like you described with monster hunter i've been just slowly going through it because I just love squeezing every drop of goodness out of that thing. And once it's over, I mean, once I beat it, I will have beaten it. Will I play it again after that? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. But, like, the journey of, like, only playing for a little bit and being like, oh, man, Lizzie, check this out. I gave this I this item to this person, and they said this cool thing, and I just discovered this lore and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I have it in me to, like binge through a game anymore like even when i love games now i just can't go fast <laughs> i just can't find it in me to just blaze through almost anything uh my fast is like everyone else's medium <laughs> I and, and like <laughs> and like with the like with hades i mean it's monster hunter is just such a quality game it's one of those things you don't want to miss anything uh those those lower level missions which i I still haven't gotten to play any more of it this week, but uh, they're just those things that it's. it may not be something that requires a whole lot of work, but it's just that extra world building for each each little mission uh, to, to lead to the, the more satisfying monsters and stuff. So yeah, uh, I get it. <laughs> uh, definitely do need to uh, jump on as a team sometime. Uh, I like that, that video of uh, the like two-minute s rank that you got uh on youtube oh, yeah. that was that was pretty satisfying i'm just like i'm not at that level yet but one of these days maybe and that was with the, like bowgun too i was really worried about that one particularly because you know it's just like little tiny pecks at the monster you know i was like how am i gonna do this <laughs> and then i realized oh yeah i have the wyvern blast or whatever and those are like super strong so i was just like doo, doo, boo, 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 and that that that's the story. <laughs> turns, your, turns like the pellet gun into that, a shotgun. It sounded like that was you playing that uh, instrument that's also a weapon. 
Oh, the hunting horn. Yeah. That is my uh, third favorite weapon. Yeah, I am. I'm an insect glaive and dual blade user. So. Now, I what have if, a... uh, I do you think they'll release a peripheral where it's like, okay, you can only attack it with this weapon if you sing into the microphone. <laughs> oh my god, like, I would love like that. A Fusro <laughs> dog, except you know, swinging your sword. Now, you guys were be talking. The Seraphine of Muscle Hunter. Yeah. You guys were talking about going like slowly through games. I I enjoy doing that too. Uh, in the case of Hades, like you were saying, but uh, I was just trying to power through that because I was so afraid that somebody was going to be like, oh, this is what happens when you get to hate, like, just like offhandedly. I was so afraid of the spoiler that I was like, Dude, Chris, I just have to get through this. You were the one who spoiled to me that the final boss is Hades. Like, I didn't know that he was the final boss until what? you said that. And I was like, ah, I mean, that, that's to be honest. the only thing in that spoiler? game that was spoiled. <laughs> How that I thought, I thought that that was a surprise. Like the when I was playing, I mean, it's not really implied in the game at all that Hades would be a boss. Yeah, because it felt to me that it was presented as if you're supposed to be like, oh wow, I didn't expect you to actually like show up. Uh, yeah. So Hades yeah, and I were both surprised that, but yeah. like no no harm no foul. But that like that's literally the only thing that I think anybody even could spoil. Like there's some things no, like once you've no, played the game, like, you could be like, oh well, you can do this with your items, and you could do this with the blah blah blah, and, and there's other stuff. There's but, specific but story things that yeah, you can get spoiled in that. It was like the same yeah, with sure. with Tilu, Tilu too. I was like, I have to get through this because if someone fucking spoils this for me, <laughs> I will be irate, and so I just like yeah. plowed through it in a couple days so that I could just be done with it and to just soak know it that. In. You- have the peace of mind that you're not going to just like be walking around the internet and suddenly a wild spoiler has appeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always a, that's always a bummer. It's never good. Well, I mean, the, that's with, never, that's not Monster a problem. Hunter, yeah. I don't think that's an issue really. Yeah. It? I mean, there's not really much to spoil with Monster Hunter. It's just like, you have a quest, go do the thing. Okay. You're back. Do you make, make some armor. Okay. You have a quest, go do the thing. I mean, it's very, it, it's a very lupular. Is that a word? Uh, yeah. We'll yeah, say it's, it's, it's in the dictionary. It's in the dictionary now. Okay, it's a word. So um, the dictionary. It's yep. very, very lupular um, in that fashion. So there's not really much. There are like story beats in the game, um, but they're not like dramatic. You know, to the point where mm-hmm. if you were to find out any kind of information, it would be like, oh, like there's no. I don't. As far as I know, there aren't any like plot twists in Monster Hunter Rise. You know what I mean? Yeah, and all the cuts. It's not like are you were like the monster like seconds. all along or whatever, and like. <laughs> It's just yeah. like a yeah. food or something. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, you know what? Uh, with Moonlighter, I talked a, a lot about it on stream, but uh, I, I wish that Moonlighter... I wish there was a co-op version of Moonlighter where one person could go dungeon crawling and the other person could merchant for more extended periods of time. It's easier to like dungeon crawl for a while, but I really like the merchant side of that. And I wish there was... Uh, not that there was more. I mean, I think it's good where it's at, but I wish that there was a game similar to that one uh, where I could be like, all right, you go do the dungeons, like kill the enemies and explore like, like you want to. I'm going to stay in the shop and do all this ec- economical stuff. Uh, I'm going to maybe talk to people and build relationships or something. I don't know. And then maybe tomorrow we switch. But uh, I imagine like what you described, Chris, if I was like, all right, Debbie, go slay some monsters. I'm going to stay at home and cook. And when you get back here, <laughs> I'm gonna have some sweet uh, food, some sweet buffs for you. I'd play that game. 
Oh, honey, I've got some Raytheon leg for you. <laughs> so tasty. <laughs> I'm sure Lizzie's over here in the other room. She's like, you know, you could cook in real life. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that. Burn. Oh, no. She didn't say that, but I can, I can feel her thinking. It. <laughs> <laughs> Just get your cat to do it, just like a monster hunter. <laughs> yeah, I'll say you start training her. I'm just sitting there making mochi all day. It's the best. Oh my god, those dongo treats look so good in the game. They just look so fluffy and bouncy, and I just want, just want to have some. I just want to taste them, please. I got my vax now, so I can travel. I could go get some like genuine, actual uh, dongo. I tell you what, we all we're all gonna travel over to Carlos's place, and he's gonna stream cooking some dope Monster Hunter food. I'm down. Maybe one day. Uh, but I just played in Monster Hunter a new mode like the rampage mode that i think is like new to the series yeah it's like a tower defense sort of deal and like it's a nice change of pace but oh my god is it hectic like i was playing it with a friend and i it was my first time doing it he's like hr7 and i'm only hr2 so my rampage mission was like you know lower rank or whatever because it's the first one and i didn't know what was going on like i knew i was watching someone play on stream once so i knew that i had to like set up the contraptions like the ballistas and the cannons to like shoot at the monsters. Except I didn't know that you had to separately set up the ones that automated themselves via villagers. So I was setting up all of these contraptions that had to be mounted by players. And I was like, why aren't they firing at the monsters? <laughs> <laughs> Everything was just sitting there doing nothing. And so I go to a contraption and it's just like automated cannons. And I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just dumb. That's why. <laughs> So I had to spend like half of the rampage uninstalling the contraptions, reinstalling automated ones, and then going over here and setting up traps, and then going over here and setting up one like a cannon that I would mount and control. Because during rampages, you it's more it's like you're being it's wave after wave of monsters that are small and large. So you could have like a Raytheon on the screen at the same time as you could like um a Basarios, and it's just like crazy two giant monsters in this small location surrounded by their ads or whatever. And it's all just coming at you at once. And so you don't have time to like really use your actual weapon. You have to spend more time on the contraptions and the ballistas and the cannons and everything. And um, I guess if you have enough players, then some of the like the hunters can actually use their weaponry and whatnot, which I imagine is immensely helpful. But I don't know. It's just a lot of chaos going on. But we got through it. it we got like through it. It is a lot, and uh, I, I want to get better at it. You can play once you unlock the rampage missions. You can play them at any time, um, just like a regular quest. So I, I want to delve deeper into it just to get kind of like the rhythm down when I should be. Because before the wave happens, you have your moment of setup. But I want to get the rhythm down of setting everything up and then maintaining that throughout the course of the actual rampage. Because I was kind of just running around with my chick, like like a chicken with my head cut off, doing that first one. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, "Here's that, this, this." Ah, here's a monster. Like, <laughs> so I want. I just want to. I want to like min max it, if that makes sense. That reminds mm -hmm. me of uh, Gwent <clears throat> in Witcher Three, where you're like doing all this RPG stuff, and all of a sudden it's like now get sucked into a card game for an hour and a half. And you're like, okay, and at first you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> oh my god, that was me with Zach. In Star yeah. Wars The Old Republic, that was me with Bazaar so hard. I was just like, oh, this is a nice little fun game. That's everything. Like, <laughs> five hours later. <laughs> yeah. That was legit, like, an eight to ten hour diversion in a 70 hour game, for sure. Like, wh wh why did they do that? 
why did they make us addicted like that? I'm not complaining. I had a good time. World building. Still. Yes, world building. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'm I'm looking forward to exploring more of the rampage mode because like I said, it's new, so I don't know much about it or its mechanics. Um, but I want to get as good at that as I am at regular hunting. For our party topic today, we're chatting about some of the upcoming game releases this spring slash summer. Uh, a lot of stuff got moved around this year, so we'll talk about some of them we're excited for. Uh, Carlos, do you want to kick us off here? Because you have some some interesting choices here. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first pick here is uh, World's End Club. It sounds like a lot of games that are on the Switch, but... Um, it is, I think it's a Switch exclusive coming out, uh, May 28th. Um, it's a very stylized game that, uh, when you first, at, at first glance, it looks like, uh, the world ends with you, but it's more like a 3D side scroller that very, very much feels like a, a 2D, um, a 2D side scrolling adventure, but it's, it's one of those games that has the style, the music, uh, and it looks like it might have some very satisfying gameplay uh, to me that uh, it sticks out for me as one of those Nintendo exclusives that are just going to be straight-up quality, um, very anime-inspired, something that I'm down for pretty much any time. So um, it's it stood out for me as one of my hopeful favorites on the switch coming up uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one yeah it says available may 28th um and it is very yeah it's like misfit students called the go-getters club <laughs> uh there's like images of this that kind of make me think of scott pilgrim uh but yeah anime style yeah very much so it's it's reminiscent of so many things um it's it's kind of funny. It sounds like the story is probably going to be a little derivative, but uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, one of those one of those games that if you're if you're into traditional RPGs like Earthbound, or if you're going back to uh, visual novels, like it actually um, <laughs> it shares a very similar name with uh, World End Syndrome is one of my favorite visual novel games that came out in the past couple of years. Um, it seems to be a very similar style of story, um, just a little bit more kiddie. It's like a little bit apocalyptic, uh, a little bit sci-fi, very much anime fantasy. Um, but it it looks like a good time, just straight up. One of those things that you just play probably six to ten hours, and you're you're good. That's it. Um, a one and you're done adventure. But the Switch is great for that <laughs> there are so many good games like that um that are that are already on the system and i think that's it's going to be a, a good one uh next up i have this game called smelter that comes out on the 22nd of this month so it's it's really not that far off um i actually found it earlier today like uh i i end up talking a lot about metroidvanias i feel like and i do love metroidvanias but uh, I don't always play them <laughs> because there's just so many and so many indie games are in that style now. But Smelter is an incredibly gorgeous Metroidvania game. Uh, it's 
the the Steam page says, "You are Eve, fresh out of Eden, and armed with a living suit of armor called Smelter. You explore a dangerous new world, battling its bizarre denizens, and expand your empire in a desperate journey to find Adam." And if you check out the Steam page, it's really funny um, because one of the first images on there is like this beautiful sprite work of Adam and Eve with like little bikini bottoms on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's gorgeous. But um it's both this uh incredibly pretty we're talking like Metroid Fusion level yeah. graphics, I'd say. But it has a tower defense ish strategy system. So whenever you take over uh, the parts of your land, you, when you reclaim parts of your land back, I, I guess uh, it looks like you're uh, you're defending these places from the local fauna and uh, perhaps the forces of Adam. Yeah. It looks like a, a very interesting fantasy sci-fi thing that uh, was really unexpected for me when I found it. <laughs> it's very much one of those games that you expect to be on Kickstarter for like five or six years. But uh, it looks really good. It's uh, published by uh, Dangan Entertainment, so uh, they have uh, done some great stuff. I tried to look up the developer, and the developer has <laughs> this weird website that's like focused on fashion. So I don't know. <laughs> like I couldn't figure out anything from the developer's website um, <laughs> because they they I looked for like a Twitter or something. They have a. Uh, just a, a Japanese website, so maybe the translation was a little off. But they have an Instagram that's focused on fashion products. And then their website has like five or six different places you can go to. And you click on the video game picture, and it takes you to only this game. And it's just, it's not even as good as the Steam description. So... Weird. I uh, have no idea, but it's very indie, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, under about that's this so game... Funny. Under about this game, it says, um, <clears throat> Smelter is a strategy action platformer combo inspired by classics from the 16-bit era. Lead Smelter and his faithful Zerm forces by expanding Smelter's territory across the rumbly lands in top-down strategy levels, then dive into thrilling side-scrolling action stages after annexing key, key locations. Build, attack, and advance your army. Unlock, upgrade, and unleash elemental action skills against vicious enemies, perilous environments, and dangerous bosses. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I never mentioned it even on in there. <laughs> yeah. Also, that is a lot of words. It's it's there a lot. Words. Like, I have no idea what they're doing to market it because uh, they actually have... Uh, fashion? Uh, <laughs> yeah, fashion. They actually... It's, it's part of uh, Humble... And it says it's going to be on GOG, Steam, Humble. Uh, like, the publisher's doing their job. Yeah, the, uh, the developer, I have no idea. So this but, is the one you're saying, yeah, they did Iconoclast and, and CrossCode. Mm -hmm. I see yeah. what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah, and just checking out the Steam page, it's fantastic looking. The strategy the strategy parts of it look very interesting. I, it really doesn't look like a specific game. Nope. Because it, it has, it has a, a little bit of uh, Advance Wars, a little bit of Into the Breach, all at the same time, as far as the strategy side goes. And, uh, of course, the Metroidvanias have been all over the place lately, but uh, 
it has so many different uh the the levels look so varied um and just the the story that plot that we don't completely get yet yeah um seems really out there and i mean it's it's futuristic at the same time it's got fantasy elements and very uh very old architecture at the same time so it's it just looks incredibly appealing uh it looks more like a concept game than an actual finished game so in two weeks i'm gonna try it out and see if it's as good as i hope it looks cool yeah um what the couple that i've grabbed here off of the list of things that are coming out is biomutant may 25th um this is a open world rpg where you play as a biomutant uh, but more, more importantly, <laughs> it's like a it's like an over the top comic book uh, action RPG where you play some sort of cat bunny raccoon hybrid thing uh, that has uh, swords, bow staffs, guns, whatever. It's a lot, uh, but it looks very fun, um, and it just looks like a good time. Uh, looking at it, the colors are very bright and colorful. A lot of um, cute slash scary looking uh, creatures and things. It just looks very fun and cool. Um, and that comes out May 25th. I think it's THQ Nordic that's doing that. Hold on. Let me double check that because that doesn't... Uh, yes. Yeah. They're, they're publishing it. It's um, been four years since we saw the first trailer for it, though. Right. And they've shown, they've shown a I lot... They've shown a lot more. They showed like gameplay like a month ago or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, like when you shoot stuff, it says like bang, like comic book style. Like it looks very, it's very stylized uh, for a buzzword if, if, if you like those. Um, it looks cool. It's early enough in the summer, May 25th, that it could be one of those early summer darlings that is not quite a triple A game, but a double A and um it just looks like a lot of fun hopefully it's good every time i post about it i'm just like please be good just please be good if it's bad <laughs> it's going to it's going to be a huge disappointment to a lot of people because people are just like well this looks like a good time like it just looks like <laughs> it just looks like a uh nothing is going to be taken seriously kind of fun romp uh i mean you say that uh, for me it's it brings to heart too much of uh i don't know how many people remember but mutant year zero it was a strategy game uh, that had that had this whole uh mutant animal hybrid thing going on yeah uh, and it was known for its cg trailer yeah you know mutant year zero thing that's based off of a uh a comic book and it's like XCOM but with sneak mechanics and harder um, so that's a little bit different. It's not as more like get in there and have a good time. Like there's also like you're mm-hmm. piloting, you can get a giant mech. It just looks, it looks like, Hey, we threw a bunch of fun things at the wall and this is what we got. Uh, yeah, I, I just hope it's good. Uh, cause if it's not, it's going to be a total bummer. Um, the other one I have here is ratchet and clank rift apart, which comes out June 11th. Um, that first uh, Ratchet and Clank like reboot that they did a, a few years back now 
so excellent. Uh, they just recently did a like 60 frames per second boost uh, on PS5 for that. If you have a PS5, all five of you. Um, <laughs> saying yeah. hi to the scalpers. Saying hi to the scalpers. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is good, man. They just know how to do it. Um, a lot of the short load times are going to be taken advantage of here um, with passing through rifts, uh, going to other dimensions and things. Really interested to see what that actually is because they've only shown the same demo like two different times. So it's the same thing we've seen before. We saw it again. We're like, yep, that looks exactly like the thing we saw before. I'd like to see more of what this what this is. I'd like to see the other, the because um, there's that moment at the end of the trailer where you go through the alternate reality and now you're a different uh, I would almost said Bandicoot. That's not it. Um, <laughs> Lombax, right? Lombax, different yeah. Lombax, yeah. Uh, a female <laughs> Lombax. Um, so I, I'm interested to see what they do story-wise there. Um, always a lot of fun. And I don't think there's a movie tied to it this time. So we don't have to suffer through that. Because uh, the game was much better than the movie. If they would have just taken the game and go, this is the movie, it would have been fine. But they didn't do that. So... Um, but yeah, Rift Apart, going to be a big PlayStation title this year. One of the only ones. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be, a, I, I feel like that's going to be one. As soon as it releases, we're going to be seeing it get nines and all sorts of stuff like that. Cause those yeah, games I, I don't think they well. can miss with that one. No, I, I, I think it's, if they just go, hey, we did the same thing as we did last time, but with like some cooler mechanics, you're Woo. good. Like, you got it. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited excited for that. Um, Devi, you got What's no- that? you got Knockout City. Um, I do, I do. In fact, oh, I, I have I Knockout think, City. I think it. I could talk about this one. I've played it longer than than you have. <laughs> um, this weekend I I put in ninety nine hours. Uh, <laughs> you only put in ninety eight. So. Out of 160 for the week? Sipsy. Yep. I bet, y- y'all are I bet joking. That's right. <laughs> y'all, got y'all got jokes today. But um, that's basically going to be my life when the game comes out. <laughs> it's going to be 100 hours and however many actual daytime hours that is. Because the beta kind of took over my life. And uh, I know that I say that about a lot of games that I play. But that's only because I have the most immaculate taste in games in the world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I play the kind of games that you don't want to put down. And Knockout City is going to be one of those games for sure. Um, just during the beta weekend alone, it made top 10 viewership on Twitch. Just during the beta weekend. Nice. I think it was like number eight or something like that. And it wow. had like 100,000 viewers. And it had an $1,000 tournament. This was before that tournament hit. What? It for made top beta? 10 viewership. Yeah, a... yeah. Wow. So Golden Golden Boy, who is like a prominent shoutcaster or whatever, um, known for like Overwatch, and I think he's about yeah. to do like a big wrestling event sort of thing. Yep. Um, he put five hundred dollars down. He was like, "I'm gonna have a tournament for this. Five hundred dollars. Come on and play." And then Velen Studios, the studios behind it, were like, "Oh, that sounds like fun. Here, let's match that." And so they did that, and um, it was like a sixteen-team small, like a very small bracket, um, a thousand-dollar tournament. And um, let me tell you, I watched that whole tournament. While I was playing the game, because I have a multi-monitor setup, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was just the most 
intense, like exhilarating experience in the world. That game is going to be a top contender when it comes out on all platforms, by the way, um, with crossplay and cross progression for $20. Nice. On May 21st. I'm so sad. I have to wait like two months for it. I, I want it now. I want it and now. it is uh, arena. I, I'm not going to say it is, arena shooter. It is a dodge brawler. A, yeah. It is a dodge brawler. So basically imagine third person shooting dodgeball. <laughs> Where you yeah. can also um, throw the other humans. Yes. So the main mechanic behind Knockout City is that, yes, there are, of course, dodgeballs. And there are special kinds of balls, too. Um, like Moonball, which if you get hit by, um, you are floating. You, like, are set floating instead of just flying. Um, also, while holding it, you jump more slowly and more highly. You, you jump higher. Um, <laughs> like no but yeah, the main mechanic, like the main mechanic of it is that you as the player can become a ball and, um, everyone has two health, two hearts of health, but if you get hit by a human as a ball, it's an instant KO. Um, so it's really cool to strategize, um, with your team. Like if you don't have a ball in the area, oh, well, I'm a ball now, throw me. But the trick is you could be caught and thrown back or off a cliff. You know, however they yeah, feel. Yeah, I've watched that a few times. Yeah. It, it It's not very satisfying. It hurts a lot. <laughs> because the respawn timer is five seconds. But during a game like that, it feels like the longest time in the world. Every time I died, I was just like, man, this is this is torture. This waiting. I just want to get back in there and, like, hurl some balls. You know? Phrasing. I know. Yeah, I um, was about to say but it's a lot of fun. I can't wait for it to come out at all. I already know I'm going to spend so much time on it. And uh, gosh, please get it for whatever platform you have. Please get it. It comes out on PC. All that, everything else, $20. It's not going to be on Game Pass, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, it's worth the money, I feel. You know, and it's, 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 it's good stuff. And the date on May that 21st. is May 21st. Yeah. Please look I'm just to wondering it. how much time that's going to eat into your uh, Ninjala time. That's well, you know, speaking of Ninjala, they uh, did, they're doing a Monster Hunter Rise collab, and I was using Monster Hunter Rise to escape Ninjala to, like, take a break from that. So <laughs> then they put Rise and Ninjala, and now it's just, like, my two obsessions are, like, it's a perfect I, can't, storm. I can't escape. So here comes Knockout City, calling it now. Like, <laughs> uh, But yeah, yeah. Other than that, uh, Pokemon Snap uh, comes out at the end of the month, the new Pokemon Snap. That's going to be on the Switch. I mean... The Switch right now is such a good time during the summer. You're going to have new Pokemon Snap. You're going to have Knockout City. You're going to have, like, gosh, Pokemon Unite is coming out. Uh, they haven't said anything since the last beta. So I'm hoping it comes out this month. I really want it to come out this month. Just to hold me over until Knockout City. Because um, I already know Pokemon Snap. I'm going to pick it up. I already have it all pre-ordered and paid off and everything. Um, it's Pokemon Snap. Like, please... If you want that game, reserve it, pre-order it, because you're not going to be able to find it for like three months. <laughs> like, like Pokemon Conquest on the, uh, the DS, which was a surprising hit. Um, it was so hard to find that game for like half a year. This is a game that people have been anticipating for what? Twelve years, fourteen years? How long? How old is it? I don't know. Old. So, if you want that game, it's gorgeous. Comes out on the thirtieth, to be exact. Um, you need to pre-order that game now because you're not gonna find it <laughs> especially considering all the gameplay footage we've seen um the new mechanics in it with the new um i mean of course you're gonna have the apples or whatever but then there's like the it's not like a pester ball it's like a 
a luminescent item. So if you throw it at a Pokemon, it makes it like basically glow effervescently. And I don't know what the end all be all purpose of that is going to be besides getting like, you know, an Instagram filter for your Pokemon. But like, I don't know. I'm really excited to see the new kind of twists that they have uh, for this game. I do feel like that's probably like an in-game extension to to probably even double your gameplay time. Since, I mean, the original you could get done in just a few hours. So, uh, yeah, the the photo mode and everything is going to be hella good uh, for the social medias and stuff. That's Yeah, and speaking so of... They have that feature where it's basically like Twitter for your photo for your photos, and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be accessible through the Nintendo Switch Online app. But it'll probably have its like own sort of thing too, like the Splatoon Two does for its uh, its like in-game posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that because I'm getting my practice in in Monster Hunter Rise. You know, they have that camera mode, so I'm I'm already I'm already practicing. You know, I got my photog going. My degree's in Photoshop, just so you know. So I'm a, I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> uh thomas what you got for us hello hello uh there are i've got mass effect and solar ash on my list here so mass effect is the legendary edition the re-release of the trilogy <clears throat> that's slated for may 14th the Super internet tells sad. me that um i mean most of the changes you're going to see in that legendary edition are going to be in the first one the first game was a lot different than the second and third because it was a lot more role-playing based, like tabletop based, so like dice rolls and thing like the combat especially, it was a little less tight than two and three. Like if you compared it to a modern shooter, you'd just be like, Did a caveman make this? What is happening here? <laughs> uh, because it really is is so it's very clunky. I mean it's fun. But it's very clunky. So a lot of the Legendary Edition improvements have just brought it more in line with uh, the second and third game. I'm not going to go through the list of all the changes, but basically uh, your combat, like now you can press a melee button. In the original game, melee just automatically happened when you got in melee range of somebody. It was weird. Uh, You could only sprint when you were in combat in the first game and it was this comically fast like terminator run um now you can sprint at any time just like the other games um the items the inventory management in the first game was like hilariously bad where uh basically you would have a zillion items like a zillion items that were junk that you just needed to melt down into omni gel which you used to you know heal things and whatever uh or you wanted to sell them but every single time you pressed x to either melt something or to sell it it would send you all the way back up to the top of the list so if it's been a really long time since you've uh <laughs> cleared out your inventory space it would take you like 20 minutes to clear out your inventory anyway they fixed that okay. <laughs> So uh, other stuff like that, where it's just like the the core game is still the core game, uh, but it's going to feel a lot more in line with the rest of the series uh, because previously there was a big jump there. But you'll get them all in one bundle and you'll get them all on the modern systems. Um, so you'll get the best version that exists of those games. Uh, that comes a, out on May 15th. Or I, have May a 14th, question, rather. I have a question for you all because you all have played Mass Effect, right? 
Mm-hmm. Some. Um, should I start with one or should I? Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, especially like I still at least for the you, decisions. Yeah, I, I still would have told you the same answer before the legendary edition. Um, but some people would have said start with two because it's a lot cleaner, a lot more familiar. Um, it, it would feel a lot more comfortable based on the games that you've played. But with all these upgrades to one, now I can double down on that. You got to play the first one because it's all about the story. And at this point, you're going to know stuff that you even just like osmosis through the internet. Um, you now know things about the game that you wouldn't have known back then. So there are going to be some surprises that you're like, well, I knew this was coming five years out. Like, um, But the impacts of the first, uh, the game and the first story are, are really good. Um, absolutely start with the first game. Okay. I mean, that's still a big ask, like 200 plus hours over three games. But it's so. worth it. I, I don't know yeah. if it's that long. I think I beat each game in 30 hours, like fairly completionist, uh, 30 hours a piece. So I, I'd say if you went through all of them and you're like, well, and I do play stuff slowly. If you play at my speed, about 100 hours for the trilogy. But it's a good 100 hours. There's not a, there, there's not a lot of fluff there if you choose to avoid that fluff. In the first game, there's, a, a, there's the Mako, the little all-terrain vehicle that drops down onto these planets that you can choose to go around and like explore structures and climb up uh, an almost vertical wall because even according to this uh playstation blog it's like uh the mako now has faster shield recharging which is very important and new thrusters added to the rear allowing for a speed boost when you're inevitably trying to scale up the side of a near vertical cliff we all do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's right there. It's like, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that is that that like Mako vehicle stuff was kind of a drag in the first game. I liked it, but a lot of people didn't. It seems like they've just tuned it up a lot to be like you can go and do some like mining on planets to get extra resources and money. If you don't want to do that, you don't really have to. So uh, even the, the little amount of fluff that those amount of fluff that those games. Anyway, that series is really good. If you've never played Mass Effect, listeners, uh, one of the best series I've ever played. I love that game. I've played the because my save files got uh, deleted ages ago uh, when I when I played Skyrim for too many hours in one weekend. <laughs> um, I have played through the first game three times, the second game twice, and the third game once. And then I watched Lizzie play through the entire trilogy. It's just it's great. I mean, it's so good. There and there are all these decisions. Um, that you can make that will make things play out differently. You can choose different classes, even between games. If you play the first game as a soldier, when you start the second game, if you want to be uh, a biotic and, and do a bunch of Jedi stuff, cool, great. Um, yeah, it just gives you a lot of options to play how you want. Jedi stuff? Highly recommend. Uh, the other game I've got on my list... Bioware knows Jedi stuff, so... <laughs> Yes, they very much do. The first Hi, game I'm Cardio Leader Thomas, and this is my favorite Bioware game in all the Citadel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Mass Effect 1 was, was modeled more after Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, and Knights of the Old Republic 2 was a lot smoother than the first one, but there was 1, and then 2, and then Mass Effect 1. And so if you played OG Mass Effect 1, you could see it's way more like KOTOR than it is like Mass Effect 2. Um, so this is them just bringing it in line, modernizing it, because those 
old, well, computer RPGs. Like they had combat and stuff, but it was all about dice rolls and saving throws and stuff like that. So uh, the other game we've got is Solar Ash. Mm. Solar Ash is made by the creators of Hyperlight Drifter, uh, Heart Machine. So Solar Ash was announced on in March of 2019, which until you guys corrected me, I thought that was last year. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that was two years ago. Oops. So that game was announced two years ago. It is slated to come out in June. We'll see. You know, June is still far enough away that we could maybe expect a delay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, made by the people who made Hyperlight Drifter. It's got a gorgeous art style. Um, the like elevator pitch, the one sentence they've got on all their stuff is, journey through a surreal, vivid, and highly stylized world filled with mystery, wild high-speed traversal, and massive enemy encounters. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that stuff sounds cool. <laughs> and that's kind of, that's what we saw in the trailer. We saw... Uh, all sorts of like mind bending, like the gravity was weird and, and the perspective kept shifting. We saw uh, at least one character that spoke to the to the protagonist. And then we saw a giant, presumably boss monster that the protagonist was racing towards. Um, right. It looks really cool. Uh, very highly stylized. And the fact that it's the Hyperlight Drifter team, I still haven't played that game, but I love the soundtrack and uh, I need to sit down and probably co-op that with somebody. I think that's the way I want to play that. But I'm very interested. So that's June. We're we're but I'm very interested. So that's June. We're we're supposed to expect that. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Solar Ash is just years years past the production value of Hyperlite. Well, so Hyperlite the expectations are yeah. crazy. Yeah. But I mean this this thing looks like like if Hyperlite had a baby with Sunset Overdrive or uh, Jet Set Radio Future, the traversal is very fast and it's an absolutely gorgeous game. It reminds me of the, um, uh, the that game that came out this year, uh, the Pathless, or the last year, the Pathless, uh, where, you, mm-hmm. where you have to like shoot the arrows to like keep your speed going. Mm-hmm. They kind of had like little nodes like that. I noticed around the world in uh, in that. We'll see when we. I'm I'm assuming we'll see some more of that game soon. So cool. Yep, yep. Video games. Video games. Video games are tight. They're uh, tight. <laughs> Thomas, Community Spotlight or nah? Yes, Community Spotlight. Our Community Spotlight this week is Mr. Jerp. 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 Uh, if Do you were jerp. in, if you're in Discord, he usually pops out. He 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 and Shanny Pack are the two people who pop into Discord to hang out with me in in just the voice channels uh, the most often. Uh, Mr. Jerp, M-R-J-E-R-P. You'll see uh, his profile picture is is like the very side of his face. You can barely see him. <laughs> but mainly you can see a penguin. Uh, so his bio here, let's see. Oh, because I forget Whoop. how to use Discord. Sorry about that. Whoop. Uh his bio here is hey this is john and i've always and i always have too much to say about video games and everything else man uh, you and me both yeah, you and me both say. uh i practically live to hang out with people and chat about this and that i always feel in my element when i have someone to bounce off of i'm all over the place on what games i play but i'm constantly looking for things to try i stream regularly on twitch to share what i'm doing and to have fun chatting with people I also plan on using it as an excuse to pick up my trumpet again and mess around with it on stream here and there. The penguin's hmm. name is Zero and is clearly the talent in this operation. 
So, uh, yeah, I met uh, I met Mr. Jerp years ago. We used to work together, actually. Um, he has been playing a ton of Monster Hunter Rise, a ton. Uh, so, anytime I ask, like, I barely even ask him what he's playing anymore because since that demo came out, he's been living that that Rise life. Uh, but we asked him some questions. He's uh, I asked, "What is your earliest gaming memory?" He says, nerd mode activated. It was <laughs> Math Blaster in early grade school, oh, wow. which was like, I remember playing that too. Yeah. He says, e- even after we finally got a console and Game Boy, I would still play this and some of the other educational games a lot because my parents never limited my game time if it was one of those. Smart. Limited game time? Ugh, I could never live that life. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, I'm well, whatever. I could. I've talked about that before. I'm surprised my ga- my parents didn't limit my game time <laughs> when I went overboard with World of Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> is there a video game that made you fall in love with games? It had to have been Pokemon Red and Silver for me. Having so many people to talk about to talk about it with and experience it with was huge. It made me feel like this thing that I was doing wasn't just me being weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just wanted to add real quick. Because he's streaming right now, and his uh, it says, "Wait, this also isn't Monster Hunter." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He says, uh, "List up to five of your all-time favorite games." He's got The Witcher Three, Team Fortress Two, Pokemon Silver, Monster Hunter series, and Golden Sun series. Good picks. So yeah, uh, he really is all over the place with uh, a bunch of what he plays. He surprises me sometimes because I'll think I've got him like pegged. And then he'll just show up with something different. I'm just like, okay. Like, I. Look at the literature club. I always thought, Carlos, that he was a whole lot closer to your gaming sensibilities. Uh, but then oh, he, yeah. throws, he throws Witcher 3 in here, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, I don't know why I thought he didn't like that. But anyway, uh, do you have a favorite soundtrack? This one is really hard for me, he says. I'm seriously torn between Persona 5 Royal, Nier Automata, mm. Bloodborne, mm. and Octopath Traveler. Mm. If I had to choose, yeah. it would be Octopath. Mm. I can put that on at any time and listen to it all easily. So that, to me, sounds like Carlos, anyway. <laughs> yeah, very good choices. Mm-hmm. I, I have nothing similar. It's like, <laughs> so good. Yeah, I need to give Octopath another shot because I, uh, the only one off that list I've really given a proper shot is Persona. And you sure can't go wrong with Persona music. No. And then, do you have any favorite video game characters? He says, Geralt from the Witcher series, mainly because I could listen to Doug Cockle do the voice in every game ever. Yeah, I could listen to that guy just read the weather. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got a lot more, but uh, I think someday we'll we'll probably have him on the show. Uh, I mean, he's uh, he was on our stream when we did Hearthstone this past week. Um, He and Shanty Pack before we switched over to Jackbox games. But he's definitely regular. If you're on our Discord, you'll run into him sooner or later. So thank you, Mr. Jerp, for being our spotlight here. And we'll get that picture of the penguin up on Monday when everyone hears this. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, Mr. Jerp and Zero. I, I will remember that. I'll have to ask him uh, if Zero accompanies him on his Monster Hunter missions. <laughs> so. uh, Debbie, you want to let everybody know where they can find us? Yeah. So you can find us all at linktr.ee slash invite. Um, it'll have a list of all of your favorite platforms on which you can listen to and or watch us. You know, like YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and all the other stuff. We don't have a Snapchat yet, but, uh, you know, maybe we might. You never know. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> all right, that's going to do it for this episode. We will catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. Peace. Woo.